0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Human Touch Podcast. On today's episode, we're gonna be talking a bit about the comfort zone and how to get outside of it. Joining me as always is my man Tommy. Tommy, how are we doing today?
1: Great Tuesday, sir. How are you today?
0: Doing great. Let's get let's get right into it, man. Let's not waste any time here. Seven steps for getting out of your comfort zone, develop good habits. Tommy, before we even begin, let's start with this preview of last episodes versus this episode of social development to getting outside the comfort zone. Let's compare and contrast that and see what comparisons are. Talk to me a little bit about from an anthropological approach before we get into the article why that first step of getting the social development right will help you prepare you for this comfort zone step.
1: Sure, no problem. That's a great, uh, a great way to approach this as well. Um, I think our whole purpose last show you know, was to, to get you to take a hard look at yourself and who you are and to, to know those characteristics about yourself. Uh, that will help you succeed in gaining traction towards social development. Um, and now that we've accomplished that and we've laid down some groundwork for that, um, maybe we can push those boundaries a little bit um, and start well. And, and I start taking chances. And I know that was part of our last thing was you know taking risks. Um, and this could fall under that category. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think risk-taking, too, is very – it's informative. you know. Sometimes you have to understand what the risk tolerance is, the risk management. But let's actually get right into that perfect segue. of Our first step is, one, get information. Tom, you, you have to get information on the daily if you're an anthropologist. Uh, but in any field, getting information is the resource, the knowledge, the pre-work, the pre-planning. Talk to me a little bit about how getting information – and you can use some of the quote or something from this first article here – will help you not only understand the risk tolerance to your comfort zone, but actually experience the internal factor, the intrinsic motivation to the comfort zone as well.
1: Sure. Um, well, and our whole purpose of this episode is is, is, is breaking out of that comfort zone, um, you know, where life starts, so to speak. Um, and the first step here is get information. So whatever it is that you're, you're looking to, you know, let's just say, improve at your life or whatever activity it is that you're looking to, to uh, get into, um, educate yourself about it before you get into it. It gives you a high, a a way higher success rate. Uh, talk to people who've done it before, um, you know, read books on the subject, articles on the internet. You know, there's all kinds of things, uh, that are out there now for, for us, uh, for those who, who, who seek to improve, um. And, and, of course, the article says at best, information is power. Um, and I think the more you know about a subject, you know, the less frightening it'll feel or, or you know, the less anxious you might be uh, to start something new. Because I know some people have that thing, you know, new, you know, new things in your routine, uh, new things, you know, culturally speaking. Um, but getting information is, is, is a good, solid first step um, into getting more comfortable with with that new. And, um, and I think it'll make you feel more empowered to do more things once you succeed at that first thing, just in getting information alone and and setting that foundation for success.
0: Yeah. I think setting that foundation for success, like you said, information is power. If you don't have all your tools in the tool belt, how are you going to approach your regular zone in the first part, right? If you can't pr- approach as your regular day to day with perfect, int- not perfect, but, Seasonable intentions, how are you going to perfect the craft of getting outside on a bigger element? Let's say you, for a real-life example, you started your life in, say, North Carolina, right? And you wanted to move somewhere up north. What's going to be the risk management, the risk tolerance? you got to outweigh everything. What's the information up north? Do I have to change this or to change that? What's my lifestyle going to be? Are my wife and kids going to be self-satisfied about work-life balance? All those things come to risk management and risk tolerance. And that's another way to have a plan, which is kind of like information. Talk to me a little about educating yourself, Tommy, according to this article, and how the plan will then lead you into further assessments of benchmarks.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, it's sort of like the PDP in a way, um, except now we're being more precise on an exact thing that we're going to do. Um, and it actually says it. Um, with this step, you're going to write down a step-by-step blueprint for how you're going to get out of your comfort zone. And you want to start with the easiest thing. And then you create a plan past that to get to each level that you want to reach. And the article mentioned, <clears throat> mentioned something about creating benchmarks. Um, the mini goals uh, that would fall in between your major goals. Um, and having a plan also helps you to narrow down and identify uh, the key challenges that you're going to face while you're trying to achieve your goal. Uh, And that's what that plan's for. It's sort of like back in the first episode, we talked about adding obstacles into your plan and adding failures into your plan. This is sort of that same concept. It just adds in uh, challenges that will be part of your plan to achieving that goal of getting out of your comfort zone. Does that make sense?
0: That makes sense. and I think your comfort zone has to understand What it doesn't understand. Sometimes the unknown, right? Expect the unknown, expect the unexpected, is in that plan. Uh, Let's say, like, let's go back to the example I said. You move to North, you move from North Carolina up north, wherever it may be. Let's say New Hampshire, and you have a plan and say it's all going to work out. I've I've done everything. Then all of a sudden, you get up there first day. There's a problem with your new house, right? And I think that's part of the plan, expecting the unexpected and how you risk that. Might actually put you in a better mindset because if you never have any obstacles in the beginning, what if you get one late in the game when you're about to leave again? And you don't know how to handle that. Sometimes having an obstacle in the beginning or two sets you up for the blueprint of success. And
1: yeah, with that, yeah, but, yeah. yeah go for it. No, I was gonna say that's really true. Um, the 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 deeper the plan, or the the more intricate the plan, the less you're gonna be surprised. And I think with especially when trying something new or getting out of your comfort zone. um, You know, the first little hiccup could set you off, you know, or at least delay you in your success, but by planning it out and by identifying those those challenges that you might have along the way, that's going to really speed up. Not only the process, but the the opportunity for success. Um, And a great idea, I think, with this uh, mini goals. I think that's great. I think that's a really good idea to, you know, sort of reward yourself along the way for when you reach, you know, when you accomplish things that you tried and you, you hit those little goals. That's, that's great. dude. That's, that's a great touch.
0: That's right. That's why we're here at the human touch, man. But let's move on to number three, man. I think we've, I, I don't know how many times that we said, hold yourself accountable on this show. It's gotta be at least in the millions, but anyway, number three is hold yourself accountable. I'll take this one. Listen, accountability. We've talked about the PDP before the planning, have a planner, write things down, memorize it, put it on a note card, notebook, Google, whatever. Holding yourself accountable has to be measured. Sometimes you think, oh, I'm just going to hold myself accountable. Right, I'm going to do this task tomorrow. But what time tomorrow are you going to do it? 7 a.m.? Do you want to do it for five minutes? Are you satisfied if you do it more than five minutes? Is there a way you can improve that? Do you need some analysis in the background? Do you need an accountability partner, like as this, the article says here? by DevelopGoodHabits.com. I think there's a different ways to be accountable. When it comes to the comfort zone, it's a little different. Tommy, we're getting outside that zone. We've made it up north, let's say, using back our example. But now we have no idea how to hold ourselves accountable when talking to a different stranger, right? Down south is a little different. It might be a little bit accents are different. People are a little bit more in tune up north in terms of I don't know, let's say business, for example, or, or nature if we're going up to New Hampshire. Talk to me a little bit about how you would handle that situation using that real example and how accountability can be applied to many different regions of the world.
1: All right. Well, for your example um, of, you know, depositing yourself into a new environment, yep. um, just me, uh, just something that I would do would be exactly what this article says. And I would already know the area that I was going to, I mean, down to small facts, I would do my research and learn as much as I could about the area. Um, And depending on my situation, you know, me being married family, uh, I'd be looking at, you know, the, 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 the areas that would benefit me as far as schools go, Um, you know, relative closeness of shopping and, and, you know, things that'll make life easier right off the start, you know, don't want to move way out to the middle of nowhere. It makes it hard to do everything else. I'd like to get somewhere where we can get comfortable, but that's all part of, of making, uh, of making that plan from the, from the prior step. Now in this step, um, you know, honestly, I would lean on the people that were closest to me to, uh, to tell me those hard truths, um, like a accountability partner, maybe, you know, I, I have tried to go out and talk and I'm having a hard time here. What do you think? Um, the one thing I wouldn't do, though, is stop trying to uh, achieve the goal of, of moving to this new location and, and making it, you know, the best thing, or making it the best that it can be. You know what I mean? Um, and I say accountability partner a second ago because I think that that's important. Um, and those people you can rely on to keep you on track. Uh, they give you a little nudge, you know, when you're procrastinating or something like that, you know, and and, and I think having that set up, um, an accountability partner or as the as the article says, a mastermind group. Yep. Um, it'll make it harder for you to give up on that.
0: I think on that man- thing you want
1: to accomplish, you know what I mean? Sorry, go ahead. No,
0: I think mastermind groups become more popular nowadays. I just don't think people are really willing to do one person or one thing you need two or three or four, or 10 people sometimes to get you going. Right. Cause not every day is the same for sure.
1: Yes. It's, it's a support group. Um, and the article is so on point with that. It says that it'll make it, it'll make it harder for you to quit because you know, you'll look foolish if you did. And I don't think that's the only reason, you right. know, I don't think that's the only thing, but, but it, it makes a, a valid point, uh, of you want them to give you that push as you're pushing your boundaries. you know, that new you know that take the first step kind of thing you know to move over to a to a to an idea or to an activity that you've never done before you know you feel really amateur i guess is a a okay word to use or novice maybe uh it's a new feeling it's a new experience so you don't really know what you're doing but that's where your planning comes in and you're educating yourself about it both of those play into this very step of holding yourself accountable um, and that's going to be the hardest thing to do for the majority of people is to admit that, you know, look, I, try, I really tried and I didn't achieve what I wanted to, uh, you know, the opportune time to quit, right? Um, so this this is a great um, accountability partner. I think I think that they nailed, they nailed it there um, because we, you know, we all have that person that we can depend on to, you know, like, like it says, give us that push when we really need it.
0: Yeah, I think I think that person is someone you not only just trust, but someone who has that same mindset. I want to push the boundaries too. I want to get to this level, right? I, and I, I think, especially, I think the big, the biggest thing that we forgot to say about holding yourself accountable is sometimes accountability doesn't look normal. <laughs> it's, you know, sometimes accountability is not going without a week to call somebody, but it's writing to yourself, right? It, it can be. It's almost like that introvert-extrovert conversation, right? If you're introverted, yeah. you don't have to really talk to anybody as long as you have a journal or something, uh, as long as you are talking to yourself daily, and you at least hold yourself accountable. And some people, there's maybe like 1%, don't need that, man. That They just get things done. They don't procrastinate. They They don't care about what people think, and they, they just hold themselves accountable without even realizing it.
1: Sure. So, and, sure.
0: I, and, I, and I think that's rare, and that's a good thing to have, for sure.
1: Right, and um, I was just thinking about it, too. And for your example of someone moving, you know, say it, say a job moves them, you know, to the north from the south or whatever. Um, I think in this instance, holding yourself accountable is doing the best you can to see not only that, you know, you get moved, you know, without problem and you get settled and situated, but you do everything you can. To make sure you see the plan through, right? You know, I made I made this decision. I made this plan, or I made this decision to to accept the job and move north. Whatever the case may be, um, quitting halfway is not. It's the opposite of holding yourself accountable. You know, you get up there, things don't go the way you like, and you want to move back home, or you want to you know give up on it. Um, this is that step that that says no. You started this, you need to see it through.
0: All right. Now, patience, right? We haven't talked about that just yet, but patience has always been. Let's actually, we're not going to talk about four, but take baby steps. That's kind of self explanatory. But the quote here by Lao Tzu A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Just like how do you eat an elephant, or how do you eat a steak? One bite at a time? Similar Hmm. thing. you, You can't just take that last step without beginning with that first step. And I think taking those baby steps, just to touch on it briefly, it's a good thing, right? You, you can't you can't go to step two without understanding step one. You can't understand step one without understanding step zero. What do I have to do in the first part to get the information and a plan? All right, let's yeah. move on to number five, though. This is a little bit more of a deeper combo here, man. Aggressively challenge your comfort zone. Four is yours, Tommy. Talk to me talk to me through about that word aggressively and how you can attack this right away. Because sometimes if your back's against the wall or you got everything planned aggressively challenging something keeping that foot in the throttle it's not a bad strategy at all
1: no it's really not a bad strategy at all because it uh, it it doesn't give you time to get anxious or get scared
0: right?
1: you know what i mean and we've already set ourselves up to plan for failure in our pdp right so we're gonna fail here you know that's gonna happen so with it planned in we're gonna act like we're a knight and we're in a suit of armor and every time we fail, that failure is just going to hit that armor and bounce right off. And we're going to keep on moving to the next thing. Because failure is is, is as much an important experience as success. You know what I mean? Um, right. failure, is going to, failure is going to get you, one, prepared to fail. Because the more you do it, you're going to get and let's be honest here fa- failure is a big part of life if you're out there you know making the most of it and, and taking opportunities when you get them not all of them are going to work and us we've already planned for that um, and we just talked about having a plan you know a few steps ago okay so aggressively challenge your comfort zone is maximize your opportunities to get out of it without thought or, pause about failure or success but the experience the experience of something new the experience that you learned while trying to achieve that goal and if you fail the experience of going forward knowing these things didn't work so I probably won't try them again so it's all like uh, perpetual learning in a way Uh, and the only way that we're going to grow not only as a person, but in our knowledge base as well, is to take those opportunities and challenge your comfort zone every chance you get. And this is exactly what it's saying. You won't have time to think about your fear. Instead, you'll be so busy pushing your boundaries that you forget about what used to make you scared. And that's, of course, assuming that you've accepted the plan and you've accepted everything that you set up for yourself 100%. And failure is a part of it. And... The only way to get over that, so the article says, and so step five assumably says, is that the things that used to make you scared, by pushing your boundaries more and more, you'll tend to forget about those things. Um, I'm not sure forgetting about them is the right way to put it. I would say more use those losses or failures, stepping stones to succeed.
0: You use that as motivation. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest thing here, man, you, you mentioned is when you aggressively challenge something, right away, you attack it in the moment. You 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 leave that uncertainty out of the equation. Those variables, right? Well, whoa, I don't know. I forgot this. I forgot that. Or well, right. I don't. I don't remember. That's the key. When you aggressively challenge anything, if you look at the the root word of aggressive, even just saying that word, it makes you think, oh my god, I gotta get out, right? You look at aggression as an emotion. Aggression as emotion turns fire into fuel. Aggression in a sporting event, same thing. Aggression in life. Sometimes being aggressive is not the worst thing, but at the same time, just like anything, you have to control it. You just become to the point where you're aggressive all the time. You're going to lose something. Whatever you gain, you've lost a tenth or two in the emotional intelligence department, or you've lost something with your partner, or you've lost something with your kids, or you've lost something with another person, or You just lost yourself if you go too overboard. But if you're too relaxed, the same way, right? Hey, relax, but you might have lost something if you hadn't been aggressive. And I think risk management comes with everything. But tolerance is big when it comes to aggression. The more tolerant you can be in terms of giving the aggression to something or someone, the less you're probably going to have any chances of, oh, I'm going to run away from my fear when it's being thrown back at you. It's that yin and yang you talk about. I think. Yeah,
1: right. Right. And listen, I also want to throw in here real quick. Yeah, go for it. That um, I don't want to use. uh, Okay, how aggression is. I think it's this is this goes back to where we talked about being able to read a room and and know who you're dealing with and the situation that you're dealing with as to is this the opportunity to be for the aggressive or or you, you know what I'm saying? I think that. You have, to, you have to pick and choose here uh, unless you're going for total experience and you're wide open, then it makes perfect sense. But at least, you know, as you as you navigate through aggressive, challenging, read the room, and that's a way you can maximize your opportunities.
0: It's all I need to say, man. Read the room. Right. I think you summed it up best sometimes having that analytical mind or – it doesn't have to be analytical. Just having that mind to be open-minded in general, right? Reading, reading emotion, reading positivity. If you
1: want more yeah, negativity, adaptive, yeah, And yeah. adaptive and 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 you know changing up your game as you need to.
0: Absolutely, and I think that moves right into step six, which is remain positive. I mean, this is self-explanatory. I think I'll just take this one real quick. Listen, guys, we talked about the PDP setting us up for a learning experience. I know Tommy said failure. I like to say learning experience a lot. But at the end of the day, whether you believe it's a learning experience failure, there's always going to be a stumble across the road. There's always going to be a couple rocks in the way. How do you move those rocks, right? Do you you go around them? Do you get out of that vehicle or do you get out of that transportation device? Would it be your mind, soul, car, and actually pick them up and move them out? Or do you just say, you know what, I'm just going to leave them there and go right over them? And it may be brutal, but at least you got through it. Or you just might say, "Hey, it, it tripped me up for once. I'll admit it, the accountability factor, but I'm not going to just deter my positivity for the next situation. And that's what matters, man, for
1: sure. Definitely, um, it's um, it's creating a next mentality, right? As if we're if we're um, aggressively pursuing to challenge the comfort zone, then there's going to be there, there's going to be, you know, learning experiences, right? Um, there's going to be uh, instead of, uh, instead of failure, it will be learning experiences. And actually the article says that. Um, it says don't allow negativity to creep into your mind. Remind yourself that it's going to happen. In fact, you should recognize that you're actually being given feedback about how you can do something better. And it uses it an example of somebody who has a job where they, they call cold, cold people. Yep. Um, and that's a great example because it says, When cold calling, there's a large number of rejections. People will hang up. They're going to be rude. Um, You know, that's where the 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 mantra of next comes into play. You know, you like in this example. You know, you're doing your cold call. You know, hey, I'm Tommy. I'm calling with the you know the bureau. Blah 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 blah. And immediately, you know, don't ever call here again. No 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 no, whatever. Um, So you quickly identify. Okay, this is this is in the negative.
0: Uh, and next. Yeah, sometimes, man, and, you have to really look into that middle of the road and say, you know what? I just don't have it today. But you know what? Maybe they that. maybe they didn't have it, right? So right. I, I, I think it's all about yin and yang, back, back to what we were saying.
1: Yeah, that's the suit of armor. That's the that, that next mantra is another way of saying it just bounces off you. You know, you don't take it personal. It just bounces off and you move on.
0: 100%. And let's get to that last one before we get to the 10 ways to overcome fear, which I think is going to be a good talk. Keep expanding your comfort zone. It, it goes back to the thick skin conversation, right? When you have to continue to go into the unknown, you got to have thick skin, but you also got to have a thick mind, right? You can't just say, oh, I'm just going to have this one track mind, one shot wonder, one hit one. I hear about that one stuff all the time. Listen, the power of one it works both ways, right? The power of one is you're within yourself, but at the same time, the power of one means keep adding those one plus one plus one to get you to the next one it's a weird way to look at it, but if you continue to think about the unknown being a variable and you take this other variable and you combine both variables, you're going to get a square. I know it's a little math, but the more you can square your situations, the more you can square your emotions, the more you can square people, the more you can square whatever, insert whatever here, whatever that comfort zone means to you you're going to get eventually enough squares and enough variables to where you just, you'll know it, it becomes muscle memory. And isn't that the goal of lifetime muscle yeah. memory? Just, just, yeah. just having that, just having that natural state, being one with the universe, not having to worry about anything.
1: Right. Um, that Matthew threw doing there. I got the brain pain coach. Um, <laughs> <laughs> keep expanding your comfort zone. Um, uh, you, even if you, even if you, if you win and you continually succeed, um, it's important to keep that that motivation to keep going forward and keep pushing, right? 100%. Uh, looking for new, new challenges, um, really out of your comfort zone. Uh, not dangerous, of course, but, you know, um, if you're succeeding like that, then maybe from time to time, you know, try a random. You know, try something that you never would have done before. And even if you fail so long. I mean, that, that is totally a learning to something to grow from, you know, maybe, maybe you'll, you'll learn something at that place that you never thought of before. And because of that one piece of information, it expands out into this big, huge thing that you learned about and it, and it, and it helped you grow as a person. I think that's phenomenal. That's great stuff. Anthropologically speaking, that's, that's great stuff. Um, you know, like say math is, is your big fear. You know, as far as education goes, you know, really delve into it, (laughs) take, take, take the beating. And I promise on the other side, when you understand it and you can use it in life, which I don't know when that is, but you know what I mean? Right. Um, When you, when you overcome, you climb that mountain, man, that, that, that feeling of success will be great.
0: No, no, I think that's a great way to wrap this source up, man. I was going to say spontaneity always drives company whether that be a person, a thought, the more spontaneous you can be sometimes, the more randomness because of the unknown is random. The more random you can be on your toes, keep that variable unknown per se. You're going to get so much attention out of it without even realizing it. Things, things fall more when you don't realize it because you don't have to overthink it. Things become less attractive when you start overthinking. So you want to be sure. attractive, more attractive when it comes to spontaneity for sure.
1: Well, you know what? And, I I hate to go back to old episodes. Sorry. That's what we're here for. Yeah, no, no. This this goes back to our conversation on our last show about how to approach from the different sides of our personalities, introvert and extrovert. Yeah. No spontaneity sort of hand in hand with the extrovert, you know, but there's always a way to approach this, even from the introvert or the ambivert side that you'll be able to find success and enough failure that you can learn to build yourself up as a solid person. Because I mean, yin and yang, you can't really have one without the other. I mean, what's, what's success when you don't know what failure is or vice versa, Right. Uh, you know, if you, if you've failed enough times, but, you know, kept focus and stayed on, on the path until you finally succeeded, the worth is, I don't know. Like I can say more valuable, but it has a deeper and, and a more heartfelt meaning. You know.
0: Yeah, it's another. I know what you're saying. Complacency is something we are not going to talk about today, but that's another whole other world we can get into. But let's get on to the second source here, Tommy. Before we do that, though, I want to say thank you to DevelopGoodHabits.com, the Comfort Zone article here. The, the authors, the editors of this website. Thank you. There's a nice little brochure. If you look at the sources here, it says DevelopGoodHabits.com steps seven steps for getting out of your comfort zone and it breaks it down. I'm sure Tommy might see that as well. So Mm -hmm. he knows what we're talking about. It's really good. Check it out. Make a plan. Start today. That's all I got to say on that. But let's move over to the 10 ways to overcome fear out of your comfort zone by success.com. Specifically, if you want to get further, it's by Yek. It's a
1: publisher. I saw that. Why you see?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good source here, Tommy. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's get right into it, man. Let's kind of use a different situation. I know we used the up north situation. Uh, let's go to the variable here. We're out in the middle of nowhere. We're out of Montana. Uh, it's, it's all nature. It's all woods. There's not many people. Population density is sparse. And I don't think there's a better way to start than, number one, take nothing for granted. Give me that situation. And what How would you would approach that in the middle of nowhere and how you would take nothing for granted despite it being an uncomfortable way? For what we learned from the previous source as well. You can use that.
1: Right, right. Uh, and we just we just finished up that last source um by talking about uh doing something so aggressively that you don't have time to get scared. Right. Uh point being is that fear, you know, um fear is a, a cornerstone of growth. Um every time we make a decision to to get out of what's comfortable for us. We're going to get a little anxious, you know, and over time we won't, but we all, I think we all start with the same bare platform of stepping out of the comfort zone. Um, it's going to be difficult to, you know, keep at the grind every single day because of that same fear that we're talking about. But the more we do it, the less we fear it. Um, now, this uh, article from success.com looks at overcoming fear and breaking out of the comfort zone because it uses that fear as a cornerstone of kind of what we're talking about here. Um, and take nothing for granted. The person says that that literally through suffering and through not achieving, uh, that's where they, gain their, they really gain their success. Was the fear and the failure. You know what I mean? Um, the actual suffering itself, or the, the picking yourself back up, so to speak, is what led the person to take nothing for granted. Because when you do, that's going to up your chances of not succeeding, assuming you're taking things for granted. Um, it's always best to not do that. Have a good plan and move forward from there. Look, I think the
0: article here, it says uh, R- Robbie Berthume, he, he yeah. kind of sets an example in, in terms of going through a divorce. Uh, going through a divorce, let's, let's quote this here, going through a divorce, splitting ways with a wayward business, probably working to the point, you're, you name it, suffering has led me to a place where I try to take nothing for granted. And that, that goes back to, if you don't have one or the other, you're not going to get to that uh, equilibrium. Right, if you don't have the success, you know you can get it. At least you learn from the failure. But if you do have the success and you never have a single failure, you never have a single learning experience, eventually it's going to catch up to you. One day you're just going to be like, well, everything's been smooth. Now something's <laughs> there. Right. right? Yeah, I, I yeah, think take yeah. nothing for granted like that Montana example. You may not want to be here. You may not like it, but maybe over the course of the two years you're there, let's say, You develop a love for nature. You develop a love for hiking, the zoo. Having that freedom of not having to be close to people and wild weather. I mean, that's a different area of the world. The weather can be hot as heck or it can be snowing the next day. I think just understanding those little things will will keep you at ease at night instead of keeping you awake at night knowing that you took nothing for granted, that next step, for sure.
1: Yeah. Also, at the same time, I'd like to say that um, his example of, you know, he uses a couple, going through a divorce or splitting ways with a business partner, you know, you know, working to the point of making yourself sick, um, you name it. And um, I think what he's saying there is, is don't take for granted your spouse. Don't take for granted that your business partner will always be there. And don't take for granted your health. Um yes. You know what I mean? And when he's—I just read that into the into the comment that taking nothing for granted in a life sense means that if you want to keep things that you have, you're going to have to keep that same drive and motivation that you do going out of your comfort zone. You got to put the work in, you know.
0: And yeah, never forget the work. I mean, that's for sure. I think putting the work in is a, is an understatement in this entire show and this mm-hmm. entire series, man. Because you can't do this without understanding what the work is, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you don't understand what you have to put in, and you don't understand the ingredients in a recipe. Then what's the point of cooking the recipe? But real quick, we're not going to worry about two because that's just switch up your routine. We talked about the last just being spontaneous. Yeah. I guess the only thing I'll say about that: if you like routines, stick with it. But don't be afraid to change it up. Now, number three, this one, this is probably Tommy's favorite one. I know this is one of my favorite. Move toward it. Move toward that fear. Tommy, four zeros, man, talk to me a little bit about how moving toward your fear. You can use the example of Montana if you want. <laughs> but more importantly, move towards your fears will help you become a better person at the end of the day.
1: Sure. Yeah. It, it, it kind of is my favorite, uh, only because, uh, and it, it's like it's like YEC ran my mind when they wrote number two. Or your fears? The thing it says is I found that the things I'm afraid to do are often the things that have the greatest potential to expand my life. And that is exactly where my head is. That's Being that kind of person is why we're talking right now today. You know what I mean? Um, that is so important. That That's great. That's one of the best little one-liners out of any of our shows to this point. I'm going to repeat it. I found that the things I'm afraid to do are often the things that have the greatest potential to expand my life. That is brilliant. And it's so, it's so true. Uh, And and I'll even say, if you succeed or if you fail, doesn't, that's irrelevant. It's totally irrelevant. Um, I think that the, and, and she says that when I, when I'm in that situation and I feel fear, it's usually, To do that thing, I'm afraid of doing making a commitment to lean into it that's moving toward your fears. Um, and that's kind of opposite human instinct and nature, you know, right? Because usually fear would make you want to, you know, recoil or or move away, but that's all about making smart goals, you know, um, leaning into that fear uh, when it's uncomfortable. I Think that's very that's 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 great, and that's why it's my favorite because I don't want to say that ties into the aggressive one we did a few minutes ago. This is kind of a different thing. Um, this is challenging yourself, uh, to completely overcome fears and you know take life full throttle, like you said a second ago,
0: yeah. And I think moving towards it, by the way, Mark Krasner from Expectful said that the source that mm-hmm. I, I think. When you look at people trying to expand their life, right? Let's look at not just ourselves, but people in general. Humans are very afraid to go into the unknown because they know the potential is there. But whether it be they lack the literacy, then the, the source knowledge, the tribe, the hunger, or, or even better, just the the, the the way to get a financial loan. I mean, there's different ways to move to your your fear. And the fear of the unknown is... It's scary at first, but if you think about what's the difference between that and trying to ride a roller coaster ride that you've never been on for like the first time. But you can do that, but yet you have excuses the other way. And I think moving towards your fear, sometimes the best way to look at this, too, I think I just thought of this, is do the little things every day that you never thought you would do, right? You you never would take your trash out, let's say, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. But just do it. You know, well, how does that feel? Does it feel or something something small? Do or or take a walk at one in the morning. It may be like, well, I woke up. Well, let me take this walk at one of the I don't do that usually. Sometimes those little things in life prep you to get your, your cerebral cortex and your neurons and your brain to say, you know what? I'm expanding my knowledge by doing the little things. And that way when I get to that bigger adventure or endeavor, my fear will become less. What do you think?
1: I think you're absolutely right. Um, the more you do it, the less you know you'll fear it, or the more experiences that you have in life, the less you know you won't have the knowledge of them. You know what I mean? Um, because once you get that knowledge of them, uh, then you can, you know, construct a way to approach them, uh, and and let your fears going to diminish. And the more you move towards them, and the whole point of this, the, the the more you move towards them, you know, succeed on your first try or not, you're 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 getting that experience in life. Um, and that's what's going to grow. That's
0: going to give you the best growth. 100%. And let's uh, move on to number four here. Even though we're not doing this one, let's give up control. That's a big conversation. All, all we'll say on this one, I, I can't speak for time, all I'll say on this is giving up control takes to be the bigger man, they say, but giving up control takes a lot of power with, with responsibility. You're taking away that power from yourself to somebody else, you got to really understand what you're going to do here. Are you willing to do that? if they're in the middle stage of growth and they haven't reached that perfect hundred percent, you got to give them hundred percent confidence when it comes to control. And I think it works both ways. You get control, but you also eventually understand you got to have an exit plan. So when you give up that control, are they fully committed to give up this control? And are you fully committed to receive this control? That's the question you'll ask for sure. But, that's that's the, that's a deep conversation. We'll skip that for now. We're just focusing on the PDP or Number five, try something new until you feel comfortable. Now, this is kind of counterintuitive because this entire show is get outside your comfort zone. But the reason why I brought this up, Tommy, is you're full blast, right? You're 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 living life full throttle, seventh gear, and, and no hold bars action, no limits. And then one day you feel like you just don't have anything to do. Go back to your comfort zone. There's nothing wrong with going back to your comfort zone and maybe spend time with your kids, your family. Maybe playing a video game for an hour that you like or a mobile phone game or taking a walk. Something that you enjoy for an hour when you've been working at it 100%. It's It's that balance you're trying to achieve. Tell me a little bit about how balance actually is a big thing when it comes to not just getting outside but going back to your comfort zone.
1: Yeah, um, we've touched on this through all these, these even in the last uh, source that we did, we, we've we touched on this trying something new until you feel comfortable in not so many words or maybe a lot more words. Uh, we touched on trying different approaches until uh, you don't have that fear of it anymore. Uh, that's exactly what this means. Uh, something that it takes a while to get comfortable with uh, is an example. So trying different approaches to it, uh, or keeping at you know staying at it, not giving up. Uh, importantly enough, is what makes it uncomfortable. I mean, what makes it comfortable, you know what I mean? Uh, and then you can experience that next uncomfortable thing, and and by trying different approaches, um, finally succeeding and making it more of a comfortable thing, and in a bigger scope, getting more knowledge and information about yourself in life and growing as a person. Yeah, yeah. I think
0: I think we what well, you said there is important, man. Because, well, actually, mind well, not let me ask you before what you said is important. I want to say something here from Drew Hendricks. I, I like this quote here. He, he just kind of said, Any, "Anything I struggle with, I keep trying different approaches until I'm no longer scared." Of it. Sometimes it takes a while to get comfortable. Right? It takes a while, and we talked about it just before patience. Right? We haven't talked about it till now. That yep. patience part, man, it it almost gets counterintuitive these days, right? In a world of instant gratification, got to have it now, got to have it. Uh, you know, full throttle, aggressive, the seventh key, all those adjectives and all those verbs and metaphors, sometimes waiting for it. There's nothing wrong with it, right? Because if you can wait for it a little bit, putting that seasoning on at the end instead of the beginning, becomes more
1: savory, wouldn't you think? Definitely. Definitely, that's why uh, you get the best taste there at the end, right?
0: That's it, man. I think it's that's self-explanatory for you guys out there. Now, number six is another good one. This is a good scholarly one, Tommy. I think not just scholarly, but perpetual learner of life. Ask the questions other people don't like to. How many times have you been to the classroom for our listeners out there and you're just afraid to ask, right? You tell the teacher, you tell your boss, or you tell whatever. I just taught you at the end of the session. Right. You don't really like to, you don't like to talk in front of people because you think it's embarrassing. But in reality, that's getting outside of your comfort zone. That little example, getting in front of the tough questions, facing the music, saying, hey, I don't care what people think. I'm going to ask this. And if they like it, great. And if they don't, who cares? I at least didn't get out of my comfort zone. This is probably a, something you. Uh, I know you like, Tommy. I know I got your gears grinding because there's something you could be
1: doing down the road. Wink, wink definitely um and, it, and it's weird because i see this question as more from a business perspective you know um so oh, yeah. it's like yeah. i'm a i'm a business owner that i really I, you know i genuinely care about what i do and the 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 service that i offer the community um so when i get a chance um with employees and customers i ask the tough questions yeah and address the issues that are only going to promote better service and better business. You know what I mean? Um, I haven't, if I have an upset customer, I'll ask the hard questions, you know, what could I have done better or what could my employee done better, whatever the situation may be? Um, and then using that information to eliminate that problem and that, that goes along with life as well, right? I mean, we, we have to ask those tough questions that. Maybe it's so much that the question is tough, but the, the, the answer and the, the, the effort put into it afterwards may be tough. And maybe that's what we avoid sometimes. Right. But as this business owner, um, you know, I, I, I have to have that information to improve the work environment, to improve the the, the, the customer experience, to make the whole experience pleasurable for both. And give people a reason to come back and and you know use my location.
0: Uh, I think you said this a couple of days ago, right? Down where you're at, six to eight months they open something new. It's all good and dandy, but that euphoria is going to run out eventually, and it closes down. Right? right? How can you how can you reinvent it? Right? Sometimes you need to reinvent the wheel. If you know that you you, you were your main objective, your main hypothesis was euphoria and demographic knowledge, and you know that the new new is the way to go, fine. It works for five to six months. After a year, it's probably gone. What do you do to get them back? Those tough questions, dancing the music, facing it. Sometimes dancing with the devil, man, is the way to go. <laughs> you know, And and Zach, uh, Zev Herman here says, I ask tough questions to address real issues and promote my growth, as you were saying. Yeah, those tough questions you got to address, sometimes they come faster than they appear in the mirror. You think everything's good four months later, something happens and you gotta go quicker than you expect. Uh, let's go to number seven though. This is a this is a really good one. Uh, even though we don't have even though it's not we're gonna talk about it heavy, I just want to bring this up. Start a conversation with strangers. And Tommy, we I, I said that I think I've said this, you've said this, and some viewers have said this actually. Uh, that I know I'm sure you know, I'm sure people in life. Start conversation with strangers means striking it up with someone you don't know, and they might have all the answers. Sometimes strangers have all the answers. You may not know anything but a stranger, a mentor, whatever. Well, a stranger eventually could become your mentor, and a stranger can eventually become something bigger. And I think that's the great thing. We met as strangers, and I, I think strangers are... Another, another variable you don't expect to come across often but when they do it's a, it's a pleasant surprise if you actually hook up and use that same energy for sure
1: definitely um, and also if um, if you're if you have any ability to you know like we say read a room this can be a great thing to use as a, as a learning experience um, knowing when to strike up a conversation or knowing when to end one when it doesn't work well you know what I mean Um, that's, that's important, but, uh, this person obviously is one of those who never beats a stranger, so to speak. Um, I got a buddy that's in retail and, um, to watch this person deal with people. It's amazing. Um, just in a few seconds, I almost feel like this person knows that that person, And you just have a normal conversation that totally, that totally appeals to that person. Like they've talked before or known each other for a long time. And I know that's an, that's a natural thing that person has in their character. But making the effort to start conversations with strangers is available to everyone. And it's like we said a moment ago about anything else, overcoming that fear, getting out of your comfort zone and sticking at it long enough to learn where you didn't do it right and eventually doing it right and get the experience of having a full conversation with a stranger, laughing, being comfortable and learning from that. It's amazing. It is, man. And I think
0: that's the joy of life that you have to go back in a way because think about it. Once you get to know them for a year, it becomes your comfort zone and that's the good thing where sometimes Going back to your comfort zones, which we just talked about in Step, I believe it was... Yeah, five. You eventually became a comfort zone because you took that chance to get out of the comfort zone, the unknown. And that's a perfect segue into eight because agree is something you normally wouldn't consider. That's a perfect segue. right? You would never consider this person to be this. How many times did we... You would never think this person is a XYZ fan of something or an XYZ mentor or business or a calculated minded person like me mean, never would think that right but you you if you pass judgment too early you never consider it talk about that's a good that's a good i kind of used a, a host twist right there let's 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 spice this out tommy to you how does judgment affect this in your opinion how does the biases and all your implicit biases a good good word there affect number eight in your opinion
1: uh little here little there really um I'm sort of looking at it and and I hate to be this honest, but I'm looking at it more in a shallow way, just in a way that I'm just following what this source is and, and, and overcoming fear to be able to step outside my comfort zone. I'm going to agree to something I normally wouldn't do. Like, um, something that you're totally uncomfortable with that nine times out of 10, you'd say no to. I don't want to use examples, but you know what I mean? Um, Hey, you want to go do you know X, Y, Z? And you're like, nah, nah, I don't, I don't care for any of that stuff. Well, this is a perfect opportunity to learn something about something you have no, no, you know, maybe a baseline knowledge about. Um, And by doing that, I think it could add so much more depth to your life, and that's why I think this step is important. When I first read the source. I didn't, I didn't really put a lot of time into this step, but you know, the more that I read it, the more it makes sense that by doing stuff like this, it's multifaceted. You're expanding your base of knowledge and you're, and you're growing yourself and you're learning more about yourself. But at the same time, you're also getting out there in front of those fears and becoming more social. And depending on which way you approach life, you're doing it in your way. That's This is actually, I think, one of the strongest points that this whole article made.
0: Yeah, I would say three and eight are really, it makes mean, you really think, right? Not just in your own life, but in life in general, the, the concept of it. Sure. How, how you could be do something different, right? Maybe you you agree to things willingly and you don't care and start to think, well, if I just did that, what's the consequences of, Someone else or something. I think it makes you reconsider for sure. Now, number nine, I, I we talked about face to music. Get in front of the camera. And I'm gonna read this from Solomon Timothy here. Or yeah, Timothy. He says, I get in front of the camera on a daily basis. Getting creating videos always challenges me to present information in the best way possible to step out my comfort zone, put myself out there on the internet. This is a this is an interesting topic, right? Because it's you can take this from approach of Learning and public speaking, getting in front of the camera to improve and better, or you can take this way overboard. We're going to take it from the learning and approaching side, and I'm going to take this one. Listen, getting in front of the camera is one of the hardest things any human can do. We're not conditioned to get in front of a big room because we like things close. We like things in our own zone, right? We like people who are like-minded, but... Try speaking in a TED Talk or a TEDx Talk going up in front, uh, in front of five to 10,000 people or 1,000 people, right? And that changes you. But try doing it at a seminar where you just don't have any family or friends, right? You Maybe you had a couple friends or family that TED Talk, just nobody, a business sales pitch, whatever it may be. That's the camera too. It doesn't have to be creating a video every day. Sometimes it's that pitch that no one sees. You don't have to post it. That might make the difference of you not only learning something, but getting a little bit more uncomfortable with the comfortable. What do you think, Tommy?
1: I think this one sort of ties the other steps together, right? Yeah. Um, because doing a presentation, you know, Zoom or, or, you know, Meetup or whatever you use, you know, um, that takes some prep work. No. 100%. So in that prep work, you'll lay out kind of a skeleton of what you want to present um but it's more than that i think too i think it's um getting your head right about the whole thing uh taking taking accountability for the growth of x you know the growth of whatever it is that you're growing um and your passion to do that means that you'll even put yourself in uncomfortable situations to do it and i think that's huge yeah. so th- this and what he's saying i do it daily um Let's just say that that's this person's, you know, getting in front of the cameras out of this person's comfort zone. So by doing it daily, oh man, this is perfect. By doing it daily, you're a little less uncomfortable every day yeah. until one day you're, you're it, it just flows. It just is what it is. And there's not the weird hesitations or pauses or whatever it is, you know, because if you're like me, you're analytical. You'll go back and, and review it a thousand times and pick it apart. But that's all part of the learning process, right? Right. right. The growth process of, of, of facing this fear and this challenge and doing it daily. You get less uncomfortable, and at the end, you flow with it.
0: That natural flowing state, man. Being one with yourself, the world, nature, and having not a care in the world. That's, that's it.
1: It's
0: balance. Yeah, balance and... The old saying is, uh, what's the old saying? Zero explicatives given? That's it. Sometimes having that balance means zero explicatives given. But let's keep a list of growth goals for the last one, 10. I mean, I I think we've done planning. We've done a planner. We've done documents. I mean, listen, keeping a list of your growth goals, I I can speak for everyone here if you've been a part of this show for minute one. It doesn't have to be a list, right? It doesn't have to be something on paper, it can literally be in your head because some people are better like that. That's a personality question. I don't think we need to put past judgment on if someone. If someone really gets everything done and they really have no goals in the immediate future, but they know they're just headed and they don't have to write or state to the world and they're just to themselves and they operate like that under that every day. It's not a problem. And if someone likes doing that the other way, they love to write things down. They love to state them out loud. That's fine. you know have accountability partners. I think for both though, just don't be hypocritical and start re- rubbing it off the people say look what I got completed look at this accomplishment or look at this just don't be oversensitized to the fact that when you get an achievement or you don't get an achievement, you still stay you right don't don't try to become someone else you're not supposed to be
1: for sure. Yeah, definitely um, you're just you're being accountable to yourself and to the to the list of growth goals that you made you know, by state, by, by keeping our refrigerator, our refrigerator list, right. Right. Uh, that's our growth goals is, is, you know, when we talked about it before we were very specific and minute about what we were writing on the list, you know, what am I going to change and what I'm, what am I going to make better? And what am I going to cross off the list and not do anymore? Now we're looking at it from a different aspect. You know, now we're looking at it from an aspect of growth. You know, we, we, we stick to one like getting in front of the camera every day until we're totally comfortable and we're good at it. We scratch it off. We move on to the list and sort of like the PDP. I think that this is a um, this could be done over a lifetime. We can never stop growing. We can never stop improving. We can we can never stop being our full selves. We can never stop trying to achieve that. So
0: Nope. Nope. And self-actualization, even though I mean, and according to Maslow's hierarchy of scale, even though it's it's hard to think about if you can ever get close to it. Maybe you're 1% or 2% off. That's a, that's a good life, man. You live the good life. But that's neither here nor there. I just want to thank Tommy for coming on this show. Guys, I just want to say thank you to you guys. Success.com by Yek. Really good article. The only thing I'll say is there's a lot of uh, other articles, like 19 quotes about facing your feels, and Nicole Munoz, Solomon Timothy, for example, Russell, Zev Harmon. These people you could check out as well, even though they're not sourced. You can always just click on their their publisher here and read some of their articles as well. Tommy, it's been a great episode, my man. Just about an hour in. Any last words here before we sign off?
1: No. Um, make the goal. See it through. Uh, don't give up. Even in the hardest times, have that person there to push you a little bit and nudge you to keep going. And in the end, it'll be worth it.
0: That's it. Guys, thank you for staying in. Check us out. The Human Vision Touch on Instagram. You can always just send us a message at TheHumanVisionTouch at gmail.com. This has been your boy KT and Tommy, and we're signing off. Thanks for listening to The Human Touch. If you like what you hear, drop us a review of the show on all podcast providers that provide reviews. Want to be a part of the show's community? Feel free to reach out to the show's Instagram or the host, KT and Tommy, in any of the previous episodes, links, descriptions. And we appreciate your support as a source
1: of being The People's Podcast.